Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The latest tips and equipment to improve your game. The latest from the leaderboards and your favorite courses. This is Golf in the Northwest, an action-packed hour about everything golf. Now, here's your host for Golf in the Northwest, Jason Swigert. And a fine good morning to you all. Here in the middle of August, apparently the heat wave is coming next week. That's what they've been saying for weeks. Yeah, it might actually be coming this week. All right. I don't know if I'm still going to be in town or not. Scheduled to leave... Bright and early Monday morning to fly to Maui, but uh, we all know uh, what the week has been like down there. So uh, crazy images. Yes, yes, it is. Uh, it is uh, quite unbelievable. Quite frankly, having been there a number of times, having walked along Front Street there, sat under the banyan tree. Uh, it's uh, it's pretty devastating, and so uh, our. They are all in our thoughts down there. Don't know if I'm going. Family's been down there for a little while, so. But uh, we're figuring out if that'll happen. I will be off next week, taking my vacation no matter what. We all need to get away. And so this will then be the final show of this season of Golf in the Northwest. Oh, my goodness. I know. And you went solo the whole season. Yes. Well, we will thank a lot of people uh, at the uh, at the end of the show. But uh, we have a very busy show. Two guests today. Uh, 8.15, Mark Gans, who is the president of Tournament Golf Foundation, uh, going to join us as the LPGA is just a few weeks uh, from making their tour out at uh, Columbia Edgewater. Of course, they're playing their final major today over in England, the AIG Women's Open. Uh, third round is underway this morning. 30-year-old American uh, looking for her first major is uh, in the lead, trying to hold a big lead. We'll get to the leaderboards here in just a minute. Uh, but it looks like a big uh, field is coming together. And so we will talk to Mark about uh, the tournament out there. Uh, everything kind of settling down for them. Some new sponsors this year, but also uh, some of the other things that'll be uh, fun for the whole family going out there Labor Day weekend. Then at 8.30, finally have caught up with Rick Rangel, CEO of the Oregon Golf Association. He's been on the job now for about a year. Had a chance to uh, catch up with him. He's going to join us. Just uh, how things have gone uh, for being on the job for a year, taking over for Barb Trammell, who was such a good friend to us in the industry for so many years. Um, what they have on the docket, uh, some of the initiatives that he is undertaking, and uh, just kind of the health of the industry overall uh, after uh, a a summer this this past summer, the ongoing summer here. Um, where things finally seem like they're a little bit settled as as far as COVID goes, as far as the weather goes, all of those things. Uh, it's been one of the more predictable and stable summers uh, here in the Northwest in the last five years and how that's affecting the industry. So uh, lots to discuss there. Their relationship with the USGA. We got some big USGA events coming to the state of Oregon here later this month. So we'll highlight some of those for you as well. But, uh, but yeah, this will be it for us. Still lots going on on the tours. We'll get to all of that. We still have a Solheim Cup, Ryder Cup. So 
It would be uh, it would be fun to have some shows in September. Not sure if we'll pull them off. Maybe uh, depending on some kick times for the Ducks later on in September and October. Maybe we do a special show for the Solheim or the Ryder Cup. We will see. Uh, but uh, but this will wrap it up for us. So uh, so yeah. Well, once again, thanks for getting up early on your Saturdays. Of course, appreciate it. Well, I uh, was going to tell you too. I uh, watched Full Swing finally. Yes. What did you think? I only watched one episode. As as somebody that does not follow professional golf, you do not play golf on a regular basis. I'm curious if that made you more interested or less interested in in watching professional golf. Uh, it didn't make me more interested in watching professional golf, though I did find the episode I watched about um, Dustin Johnson interesting. Because he's maybe the least interesting person that you yes. would think to do but a whole segment on. Also, they had clips of Jordan Spieth in there, and I continued to think less of Jordan Spieth watching him. Oh. He just... He he seems like he really enjoyed those two or three years and can't seem to get past it. Well, like I think he mentally seems a little in the past. Yes. That's how I read it. He's searching for it. But yeah. I, I think the only thing I will say about guys like that, Justin Thomas is going through that right now. Yeah. Like all of a sudden he can't figure it out. And they talked about him on that episode too. Yeah. yeah. So um the thing with those guys, though, there is something to be said for having one majors, been at the top, been ranked number one or close to being ranked number one, that if they are able, they, they know what it is that they are searching for. There are some guys that don't know what it is. They've never experienced it. They're just grinding, 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 but they don't necessarily know what it is. So if they come across it or find something, they may not realize it. Those guys know what they're searching for. It makes it more frustrating because you know what it is and all of a sudden you can't find it. But if they do, if they're able to seek whatever counsel, instruction, uh, advice to help them figure it out or they just go out and through the through the process of grinding away out at practice and courses and tournaments and all that stuff, they figure it out or reinvent themselves, which is what Tiger was able to do with his golf swing so many times over and over, which makes what he has done in his career even that much more impressive. Jack Nicholas kind of did the same thing. He made adjustments to it over the years, but he knew what his swing was. He knew what he did well, and he, you know, was able to be as consistent as anybody for a long, long period of time. Tiger reinvented himself like four or five times as it related to his golf swing and what he was out on the golf course, and that makes it all the more amazing. So I think you have some faith that if they stay committed to it uh, for for Jordan and for for Justin, they'll be able to, to recapture something at some point. Now, there's a lot more competition and more – players coming on the scene these guys coming out of college are just ready to roll right out of the shoot um and so it makes it more difficult to if they can get back there to stay up there but but i think uh i think it'll be interesting they are going to do full swing a second season of it um for next year so they're with i forget who the subjects were this year but there will be a second season of full swing okay so yeah yeah, I was uh, I was uh, persuaded to watch another episode at some point. Okay, I thought okay, I could watch another one of these. There you go. So. No, I thought they did a good job. I'm anxious to see. Uh, I thought the Brooks Kepka one was maybe the most compelling one. Just seeing because he looks so. That was the next one in my queue. So now I'm kind of like okay. Yeah, it's it's interesting to get his kind of behind the scenes perspective on what's going on was, you know, is he going to go to live? Is he not going to go to live? That sort of thing. Yeah. He has a totally different perspective. Uh, and some of the guys that played other sports growing up that were like athletes that played basketball or football or baseball or whatever else, they have a different approach to the game than guys that just grew up playing golf and all the junior tournaments and all that stuff. So yeah, well, Check it's kind of Brooks. a click with those dudes, yeah. right? Yep. I mean, they talked about that with uh, Thomas and Spieth yeah. was, you know, grew up 
near each other and very much yeah. uh, very clicky in that certain sense. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, check it out some more. Maybe you'll maybe you'll dive in. So we got a lot to get to, uh, but let's start as we always do by going inside the ropes. It's time for an insider's look at the leaderboards, the latest on all tours, plus local golf events and golf news. This is Inside the Ropes, part of Golf in the Northwest. All right, four tours we are keeping an eye on. The Champions Tour makes their uh, stop in the Pacific Northwest, the Boeing Classic, uh, up there in Snoqualmie. Uh, Round one, Woody Austin, Kevin Sutherland tied for the lead at six under par. Miguel Anel Jimenez. Uh, in there at four under, uh, and then you have some uh, some veteran names: Bernhard Longer, uh, the unofficial uh, host, Freddie Couples, VJ Singh. They're in a group at three under par. Always a uh, fun tournament up there in Snoqualmie. Uh, nice to see the crew um, coming in. So uh, you'll see that that'll be afternoon coverage on Golf Channel starting at three o'clock. Woody Austin, Kevin Sutherland. Uh, both looking for their first wins of the season uh, on the Champions Tour. Uh, looking for uh, wins number uh, five and or six in their career. And uh, so check that out. Always get good crowds out there as well. Corn Ferry Tour getting close to determining who those top 30 players will be to get their PGA Tour cards. Uh, they had to finish up round two this morning. So Jacob Bridgman is your leader, an 8-under-63 Corn Ferry Tour rookie. Came in 29th, so he was right on the bubble in the points list. A win virtually guarantees him his PGA Tour card for next year. 23-year-old coming out of Clemson, and again, another one of these guys. These uh, programs, Oklahoma State, Georgia, Alabama, LSU, uh, Clemson, uh, all producing these these golfers that are ready to go uh, right out of college, able to turn pro. They play in all of these, uh, all the U.S. amateurs, these these events now. Uh, they can play almost year-round between the collegiate schedule as well as some of the top amateur events uh, and some of the tournaments that uh, are bringing together more of the top collegiate teams. So our man Alistair Doherty just missed the cut by a stroke, had a tough opening round. Uh, came back with a three under 68 in round two, but misses it by a stroke. So he's going to be looking to uh, scramble just to keep his Corn Ferry Tour card for next season. The FedEx Cup playoffs are underway on the PGA Tour. Lucas Glover coming off his victory last week in the lead, 10 under par. A, a six under 64, round two of the FedEx St. Jude Championship, TPC Southwind there in Memphis. He's got a one-shot lead over Jordan Spieth. Uh, speaking of Spieth, so he had a great seven under 63 in the opening round, came back with a two under 68. Those guys trying to play their way to the Tour Championship. Sung J.M., Taylor Moore, Tommy Fleetwood, Tom Kim, Emilio Grillo, all at eight under par. So again, uh, they will cut it down from 70 to 50. Rory McIlroy, Scotty Scheffler in the mix at seven under par. And so right now you've got Cam Davis, one of the players that uh, is projected to play his way in right now. He's tied for eighth at seven under, started the week 62. He would be 47th right now. Um, other players that could possibly play their way in. Vincent Norman is getting close. Uh, Steven Jagger, 60, started 61st. He's 53rd right now, tied for 14th. So uh, always interesting to see Thomas Detry, the Belgian, uh, started the week 52nd. He's up to 46th at minus five. So uh, a fun event. You will have coverage on Golf Channel at 10 a.m. And then it will flip over at noon to uh, CBS. We'll pick up the coverage this weekend. That leaves the LPGA Tour, their last major of the season. They are um, over across the pond in Surrey, England for the AIG Women's Open. And Ali Ewing, 30-year-old American, she had a five-shot lead going into the weekend looking for her first major. She is a three-time winner on the tour. Uh, she's won an event each of the last three seasons coming in. Hadn't won this year, kind of. Uh, a little off, but she's uh, been one of those players that's been really consistent. 
uh, just not in the winner's circle. Only three top tens this season. Uh, and right now, she has given two back through five holes. And her lead is down to just three strokes at eight under par. Jihai Shin, Lynn Grant, Lilia Vu, Charlie Hall, all at five under. Nelly Korda posted a round today, 369, getting her back into contention at four under par. Uh, coverage on USA Network this morning. Then NBC will have the final round tomorrow. Uh, but the question is, will Ali Ewing uh, be able to, to post that lead? Uh, it has been a a long time since uh, somebody uh, built a five-shot lead and, and gave it all back. The last woman to lead any major by five shots through 36 holes and not win, Patty Sheehan, the 1990 U.S. Women's Open. She had a six-shot lead and let it go. Uh, no one's ever failed to win uh, the AIG Women's Open after building a lead of three or more strokes after two rounds. So can she rebound? She had a run of four straight birdies on the front nine yesterday to build that lead with a 66. So that's kind of where things stand. That's what's going on. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Mark Gans is the uh, president of Tournament Golf Foundation. Uh, they are the organization that has uh, put on the Portland Classic on the LPGA Tour for the last number of years. He's going to join us, talk about this year's tournament with a great field lining up as we get going here. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This is Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. 817 here this morning, Golf in the Northwest. Center and Saint to follow us. We do have some Major League Baseball for you this afternoon at uh, 2.30. Uh, for those of you uh, looking for a little baseball. But uh, right now, uh, we are getting ready for the stretch drive on the LPGA Tour. Uh, the final major of the season going on right now across the pond, but the ladies will be here before the month is over at Columbia Edgewater for the Portland Classic. So pleased to have joining us now Mark Gans. He is the president of Tournament Golf Foundation, the organization that uh, organizes the tournament and has for so many years uh, joining us now. Good morning, Mark. Thanks for hopping on. I know everybody is excited. Uh, you guys just uh, announced uh, the initial field, and it's looking with the event the week before up in British Columbia. I know you're expecting to have uh, the top players and, and a whole bunch of previous champions in the field. We are Good morning, Jason. We're very, very fortunate um, to have such a strong field this year. I mean, I would say that in the 52 years of the of the tournament, it's pretty much um, our winners um, look like the Hall of Fame list for uh, women golfers uh, over the last 52 years. And I think um, this year there's a really good chance we're going to have one of those top players um, win because we have a great field. I, I'm sitting here right now with watching the, the, the Women's Open Championship. And um, when I see who's in contention, um, that's Pretty much every one of those uh, women will be here in Portland in three weeks. So 
or maybe two weeks, I guess. It's, we're very excited about it. Very excited indeed. They've got uh, they've got a tournament uh, over there after this, uh, still uh, in Europe, and then they come back for the uh, Canadian Women's Open yeah. up in British Columbia. That certainly helps that it's on the West Coast. Uh, easy commute. And then uh, it'll be the last tune-up of competitive golf before the Solheim Cup. Um, and I can't, I, I'm not sure I got, I'll need to check when Stacy Lewis, uh, the captain of the Solheim cup team, previous champion who will be in the field, uh, when she makes her final captain's picks, if it'll be before that event or after. It's going to be right around that event. As you know, Stacy is a, um, is a champion of the Portland classic. And, and you might recall that uh, she did that in the wake of the devastating hurricane down in, in Houston at the time. And she um, dedicated at the beginning of the week before she knew whether she would win. She did it. She said, whatever I win uh, will be dedicated to hundred um, percent of it will go to the victims of the hurricane. And then her primary sponsor jumped in and um, matched, I think actually triple matched her, her donation. It was really very inspiring when she won. And so she has a great sense of uh, place and um, a love for Portland and, and for the classic. So we're going to be pleased that she's here and and hope that, uh, uh, you know, there's some good drama related to Sol- the Solheim Cup while she's in town. I mean, just in terms of whether or not the players that are coming, that could be one of the reasons um, so many of the top American and European players are coming because, you know, Every every tournament counts in terms of getting in and being able to play on the solid. No question. No question. Mark Gans is our guest here, president, Tournament Golf Foundation. So right now, Nelly Corder, Jin Young Ko, Lydia Ko, top three, three players uh, in the World Golf Rankings uh, scheduled to be here, mm-hmm. along with Rose Zhang, who's off to a hot start. Looks like she's going to qualify uh, based on her World Golf Ranking. U.S. Open winner Allison Corpuz will be here. Andrea Lee, who's uh, moving up the leaderboard there in the Women's Open. Yeah, she, is. she won it last year. <laughs> Uh, Marina, Alex, Stacy Lewis, Brooke Henderson, all scheduled to appear. So uh, as good a field as we've seen in the last several years uh, for several reasons. Uh, different sponsors. Amazing Creed jumped on last year, but uh, but we've got uh, some uh, some familiar sponsors uh, back kind of headlining things. Uh, a little bit about the, the tournament. I played Columbia Edgewater a couple of weeks ago in the University of Portland Invitational. It is as good as I've seen it. Uh, recently, uh, but what are some of the things uh, going on around the tournament uh, for people wanting to come out that they should be aware of? Well, the first thing is that the course is in fantastic condition. Jim Myers and his crew, um, as always, do an amazing job, and this year is no exception. I had a chance to play it earlier in the summer, and I was, you know, it's just pristine. And from a fan perspective, you know, it's it's a relatively um, – flat course so it's easy to walk there's lots of big trees which means lots of shade if it happens to be a sunny day so it's the fan experience from the perspective of walk watching golf and being close to the players and enjoying it um, is very very high plus we last year we added a whole family fun zone uh, organization called discover golf uh, organized that for us umqua bank sponsored it uh, it was a huge hit. We had multiple <laughs> families that returned, like came on Friday and came back. And I was talking to a couple of the parents and they said, you know, our kids insisted we come back. This was so much fun. Uh, and so that will be there again. We have food carts. Uh, we're going to have expand, kind of an expanded driving range area where we'll have food carts and plenty of opportunity to watch the players as they're warming up and some other interactive uh, uh, things with sponsors of the tournament. Uh, our sponsor base is very strong. It's very broad. Uh, a lot of uh, regional and local companies have stepped up this year. We didn't lose a single sponsor from last year, and most of the sponsors increased their, um, or at least held or increased their their sponsorship levels. Of course, we could always use more, <laughs> and and we could use volunteers, as you know. Yep. Golf tournaments run by the sweat equity of volunteers. And being a volunteer is a lot of fun. It's not, yes, there's work involved, but you get a lot of privileges in being a volunteer because you get to get be close to the players. 
you're in the mix of things, um, and you get to interact with the fans. And so anybody who may be interested and, and have some time, we'd love to have uh, more volunteers. The more volunteers we have, the smoother the operation goes, and the easier it is for those who, are, who already are volunteering. Uh, no question. Portlandclassic.com is where you can go. There'll be uh, links and uh, contact uh, email addresses, phone numbers for those who are interested in volunteering. You guys are going to do, again, uh, take advantage of the Par 3 course that's over there as well, the Les Schwab Girls Tournament. Uh, that was a success last year, um, but an opportunity for them to uh, experience things ages 7 through 18. Uh, and you've still got room for uh, for girls to sign up, correct? We do. And what's fun about that, uh, not only is it a, a fun tournament and, and – we had a great turnout last year and, and very good competition, but uh, it's you know the a couple you know we had a couple of players who didn't make the cut and so they had free time on Saturday and they came over and walked with some of the groups and cheered them on and so for the young women that play it's a chance to perhaps have a chance to you know in a sense play alongside some of their heroes and so that's another really positive aspect. I mean, the, the LPGA players, um, you know, I was, I, I was the CEO of Cambia when Cambia became the title sponsors years ago. And I just was so impressed and I continue to be impressed at how engaged they are with fans. They, they don't stay away. They don't act in a remote way. They, they really, have, they know what makes it possible for them to be able to do what they do. And it's the fans and the sponsors and they, they really engage and they're nice, nice people and interesting people. Uh, and so from a fan perspective, it's just, I, I, I'd say it is the very, I've been to a lot of really fun sporting events, a great golf event like this is right at the top and that's why i've stayed engaged with it for so long and it's why we have so many local leaders who have you know volunteered their time and effort to make this tournament go and we are the longest running tournament in a single community on the lpga tour Uh, 53 52 53 years counts for something no question. Mark Gantz, uh, president of Tournament Golf Foundation, uh, joining us here. Uh, in that regard, obviously, the schedule moved up a couple of weeks from where it was last year. You've got yep. the Olympics. you got to fit into the schedule next year. Is there any thought, though, it is a tough weekend. It's Labor Day weekend, so some people getting out for the last vacation. It's the start of college football season. Uh, the, the Ducks have a home game. Is there any thought? to trying to find a different window and make it permanent maybe for you guys um, to, to try to get out of the way of so much traffic in, in terms of uh, enhancing the opportunity, as well as sometimes you have a tough spot as well because everything's back east. You're coming from overseas or you've got events in Ohio or back east. I know it's been tough in the past yeah. to, to get the fields. How is it going with the LPGA to try to find maybe a permanent spot in the calendar that's ideal? Well, you know, we have been very comfortable with the notion of flexing. And I'll tell you why. And we will flex again next year because of the Olympics. Um, We've already had conversations with the LPGA. The last time uh, the Olympics uh, occurred, we moved the tournament around the 4th of July weekend. And that turned out to be, we were, the only thing we were keeping our fingers crossed was not fan base, but weather yeah and we had fantastic weather um the west coast swing for the women is in the spring it's usually in may when they're playing in california and you know palm springs and san francisco and you know we've talked about that and and even some of the players have talked to me about it and said you know that would be convenient um what i tell them is yeah, but it could be really, really soppy. Um, you know, that's the weather at that time of year, as we all know in Portland. It's it's very iffy. So we have we have tried to stay in the uh, mid August to mid September timeframe, and we've had generally good luck. We had that one year with really bad smoke, um, but yeah. that was that was a you know that was a very uh, unusual situation with the fires up the gorge. Yep. But but I do think. Um, uh, I actually like, oh, that was what I was going to say is Labor Day 
I was skeptical the first time we ever did a Labor Day weekend, and then I became an advocate. Oh, okay. Because schools, you know, it used to be all the public schools started after Labor Day, which meant that a lot of people were having their last week of vacation. That's not, not true anymore. Most of the schools start the week before Labor Day. So most families, I mean, the, the number of families that are traveling out of Portland over Labor Day weekend has greatly reduced. And many of them, and they've told us this, are looking for something fun to do. We don't worry about the Ducks because last year there was a Duck game. It was a home game. The people that, would, that went to the Duck game on Saturday came out to the tournament on Sunday. And so because there was, you know, that not everybody wanted to watch yeah. pro football or whatever. And this year, you know, it's going to be before the pro football season really begins. And so we're, we had very good luck with fan base. Um, over Labor Day weekend. And, and so I, I think I'm happy with where we are this year. I know that next year we'll have to flex, and I don't know whether we'll flex earlier in the summer or flex a little later into September. That's something that uh, usually the way it works is LPGA talks about their schedule with us. They talk about their majors and how they've set it up, and then we sort of talk about what makes sense from a weather perspective, from a sponsor perspective. We usually involve our key sponsors in those conversations to make sure they feel comfortable about it. And so we'll know later this fall, you know, where we're going to be next summer. Well, sounds good. Well, I know we're looking forward to it. Uh, hopefully the weather uh, holds. It's been uh, as good a summer weather-wise here. I know it's supposed to get hot next week, so hopefully – uh, that won't affect things too much, but uh, we're looking forward to it. Mark Gans is the president of Tournament Golf Foundation. The Portland Classic coming up here Labor Day weekend for people. Uh, tickets are on sale now for information on everything. Uh, how, where's the best place to go to get all those details? Go to the website, just what you announced earlier, uh, and portlandclassic.com, and we make it easy. There's a number of ways to get in free um, if you're a uh, Regents Blue Cross Blue Shield subscriber, and you have your card, you get in free. If you are a AAA subscriber on one of the days, they're offering free admission. We have, um, you know, really family-friendly uh, approach to um, making sure that kids that want to come can come. Um, so it's, it's, there's a lot of really good ways to be able to attend. And, of course, you know, we, we're always happy when people pay, too, because, you know, uh, they, putting on a tournament like this costs a lot of money to be able to do. And it's a great Portland tradition. When you think about Portland and some of the major events that happen in Portland, we are the longest running professional sports event uh, and one of the few that that fans can count on uh, that are going to happen other than, you know, the Trailblazers and the, and the soccer teams. So we're very, you know, proud of what we have been able to provide as entertainment and um, an inspiration for Portlanders. So we hope you come out. You betcha. Hope to see you out there. Thanks so much, Mark, for uh, taking a few minutes this morning, and uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Okay. Thank you so much. There you go, Mark Gans, President, Tournament Golf Foundation. Again, portlandclassic.com, Labor Day weekend. Field is shaping up to be great. Uh, the course is in immaculate condition. We hope you see you out there. When we come back, we'll talk to the CEO of the Oregon Golf Association, Rick Wrangle, how the job's been going a year in after taking over for Barb Trammell. We'll make the turn. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Which new driver is best for your game? Who makes the best golf gear? Where should you take your next golf vacation? Which local course should you get to know better? This is the business of golf every week on Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Welcome back in Golf in the Northwest here on a uh, Saturday in the middle of August as uh, we start to peek ahead to football season, but still plenty of golf uh, I've always maintained the fall, late summer, early fall is my favorite time to be playing golf here uh, in the Pacific Northwest. And so pleased now to have joining us for the very first time, uh, Rick Rangel, who is uh, the new uh, executive director there, chief executive officer for the Oregon Golf Association. Uh, we've uh, we've been uh, trading, trying to get you on the docket here with us uh, for quite some time. So I'm glad we finally uh 
been able to connect, but you've been in the job now for about a year coming up from Northern California. Just uh, how has your transition to the Pacific Northwest, the Portland area gone and uh, the transition into the OGA? Yeah. Good morning, uh, Jason. Thanks for having me. It it has been a year. I know you and I've been uh, emailing each other back and forth. I'm glad the day has finally come. Um, But uh, yeah, it's been a little over a year since I've relocated my wife and kids, entire family from Northern California in terms of the relocation process. We're still adapting. Thank thank goodness for uh, all the map-based apps that are on my phone, whether it's Google Maps or Apple Maps that get me from point A to point B. But it's been fun. We, uh, the, the First and foremost, the weather here is incredible. We have never experienced anything like this. I grew up in the Midwest. I love the warm weather. Uh, where we lived in Monterey, very rarely did we ever see uh, warm weather. You know, sunshine came out from September and ended in mid to late October. So we're going from 30 days of sunny weather to, you know, and I would say since May 1st this year, we've had nothing but sun and uh, it's been gorgeous. Sure, the trade-off is lots of rain. Everybody prepared me for the rain uh, <laughs> last fall. They said it was really bad, and quite frankly, I think it wasn't as bad as everybody had indicated. Maybe because we come from very foggy, overcast, and always dewy area to um, a little bit more precipitation during those winter months, but uh, it was manageable. Well, and I know uh, this summer, after the last few summer, well, everybody survived COVID, and then we had a you know cool, damp summer followed by last year's extreme heat. So, I know the courses are excited just to have consistency uh, in in moderation with the weather. Obviously, extremely playable, but. As you've uh, come up from Northern California, where you were there um, for a number of years, taking over this position from Barb Trammell, how uh, have things changed maybe over a year from what you thought you wanted to uh, kind of be um, some of the some of the staples and some of the things you wanted to implement here to after a year on the job, uh, maybe changing the directives of where you want to see the OGA go? Yeah, no, I, I feel very fortunate. Um you know, firm believer of leaving things better than you found them. And I can say Barb did that with the team here at the OGA. And um, quite frankly, her and I still talk uh, probably two or three times a week or exchange texts. So she's one of my closest friends and allies here since moving in. That has made the transition just really beneficial on my part, learning from someone that has done it for 15 years on top of what she did prior. So, um, but the transition from NorCal where I spent, you know, I lived there for 20 years, um, spent 11 years with the NCGA to one year in over here uh, at the OGA. We've really, I would say like the tenants that we've placed are enhancing the golfer experience. Like how do we make things better for the OGA members, um, whether it's in track and engage in our golfing communities to better understand their needs and providing fostering and relevant information and valuable experiences to, to focusing on operational excellence, whether that's out in the field at one of our championships or events to um, just navigating our own website to uh, utilizing the gin posting app on, on the mobile app, uh, making that process easier, understanding the customer and buyer journey, and then just building trusted relationships, um, continuing what Barb has set forth in the community. And it's been fun. Um, I'd have to say we're, we're green lights, so to speak, against all three in year one. And reinvesting back into the organization, bringing um, technology to help serve us as well as the needs of our membership base, whether it's the individual member or the golf clubs that everybody that they belong to and, um, and expanding upon that partnering, deepening our relationship with the Pacific Northwest golf association. So in the terms of Idaho and Washington and, and uh, British Columbia and, and working together cohesively as a unit to represent the Pacific Northwest. It's been great. Rick Rangel, our guest, the new CEO of the Oregon Golf Association, joining us here on Golf of the Northwest. Um, I think, you know, so many people see the OGA kind of in a limited capacity for however they engage with it, whether it's uh, getting your gin and your handicap, uh, participating in the in the amateur events that you guys uh, host or rules, those sorts of things. But um, you know, so much more involved kind of as a liaison between all the different aspects of the industry and especially coming out of COVID, um, where, how much have courses and, and the play and membership 
uh, come back to pre-COVID levels? And what do you think is the next step to um, taking everything to the next level? You know, it's 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 a great question. We um, here in Oregon, uh, unfortunately, we fortunately did not uh, shut down golf. You know, my former state, we were closed for upwards of four months. And I know our neighbors up north in Washington were closed for some time. But here in Oregon, we, we really thrived. And as a matter of fact, from like a travel and tourism capacity, we were able to get the influx from those core golfers that are in our, you know, outside of our state lines come in, um, obviously at the coast with Bandon or all the way to inland to central Oregon, all the way up here to Portland. Uh, we've invited outsiders, quote unquote, to come and play in in our golf courses that have helped our levels from a participation standpoint. The numbers have been um astronomical we've seen exponential growth year over year since COVID. so they haven't leveled off since you know prior to COVID. and the reality is is how do we continue to to keep that we're in uh what i would say two once in a lifetime um incremental growth or not pardon me exponential growth we had the tiger effect of the late 90s and early 2000s and now we have the COVID effect um the reality is it's it's really us to keep them because those things don't happen every hundred years, but we're fortunate to have them happen twice in the last 25 years. And let's capitalize on that. Well, and in that regard, how is the supply of available courses, rounds, affordability, uh, instruction? uh, Is it uh, where it needs to be to meet the demand, not only locally uh, of players that play regularly, but trying to go and increase the tourism and, and outside players coming in? You know, it's great. Uh, our supply here in Oregon is right on par, pun intended, with the demand um, in terms of building new courses. Sure, we had the courses that happened all throughout the 90s, uh, but right supply and demand, demand's pent up, right? We have so many hours in the day, it's spoilage inventory, essentially, if you don't use it. It goes bad. Um, but from the rounds revenue standpoint, it has been um, slightly above average, which is great because above average over the last two years has been great. Um, and you can find all that information. I get daily benchmarks from either the pollution perspective or the National Golf Foundation. But from a benchmarking standpoint, our demand has been exceeding supply, which is a good thing. You know, should we add another 18-hole equivalents? That's hard to say because of the land valuations, but um, there's plenty of golf out there to be played um, at the courses that represent uh, in our communities. And one of those courses is actually uh, a, a run by the OGA, the OGA course out of Woodburn. And, and again, it's one of the gems in the area. If you want to make them out to Woodburn, it's not that far away. Very much worthwhile. But uh, courses turning 30 years old, um, and so a lot of courses with the demand uh, up, I wonder what's going on in terms of courses being able to pull uh, maybe needing time for work to, you know, for renovations or upgrades. How's uh, how's the OGA course uh, holding up over the years? Well, the OGA golf course is in great condition. I'm actually looking at it right now in my window. And um, you're right, next year, uh, 2024, first and foremost, the OGA is celebrating centennial. And then OGA golf course is celebrating 30 years of existence. And uh, we are being proactive Um, through the likes of our executive committee, and we've decided to reinvest back into the golf course in terms of redoing our entire irrigation infrastructure. So um, there will be some time throughout September into next year from this fall into next year where uh, you're going to see the entire irrigation be replaced. Um, It's going to be brought in with new uh, irrigation pipes that's supposed to last upwards of 50 to 100 years what they tell me, but we vetted it. We found a good irrigation consultant as well as a uh, partner contractor and look forward to breaking ground, so to speak, in the next few weeks. So one of the big projects I've been working on since uh, in my first year, I'm excited to deliver that and essentially reinvest to, to this phenomenal golf course we have. Well, the other fun thing is bringing uh, championship-level golf to the area. I know uh, I miss the Winco that uh, we were a part of for a number of years there uh, with the uh, Corn Ferry Tour. But uh, maybe people aren't aware, the U.S. Women's Senior Open is going to be played at Waverly, which is uh, just across the river from where we are here. Um, 
but a, a championship coming. We know Bandon has hosted a USGA events over the years, as well as some of the Central Oregon courses. How is uh, the relationship uh, with the USGA from the OGA's perspective? And is this something that's a, a priority to see more of these championship events coming to the Pacific Northwest? That's a great question. We are we are thrilled. We're always excited to host a USGA championship in our backyard. Um, I'm actually writing an article for the upcoming Pacific Northwest Golfer magazine, and it talks about Waverly and how great it's been as a partner with USGA. It's eight consecutive decades that they've hosted in USGA championships. It, there's only two other golf courses that can state that in existence still. Um, since the turn of the century, Oregon as a state has hosted 40, will host, Waverly will be the 40th USGA championship um, as a state. We've had 20 since the turn of the century with more to come. So it's safe to say that the USGA has friends in the state of Oregon. It's safe to say the USGA has found friends with the Oregon Golf Association and partnering up. Um, you think about our size, our demographic in terms of geographic landscape, 20 in the last 23 years is really speaks volumes for our state. And I know I'm, I'm pretty sure Bandon's on the docket for a few more in the next decade, at least. They love going out there, too. Uh, Rick Rangel, our guest, CEO for the OGA. I guess uh, last question for you. What's uh, sort of the next initiative uh, on the docket or that you want to put on the docket to, to tackle to uh, keep the evolution going? Yeah, so we have a couple of key initiatives that we're working on here. Hey, I mentioned we're we're reinvesting back in the OGA. We're enhancing our technology that better serves our community, our OGA members and non-OGA members alike. Um, but we're also looking at doing things with our Oregon Junior Golf Foundation, which hopefully you'll see in the next 18 months. We're pursuing uh, with the Oregon DMV potentially a golf team license plate, which is very exciting where the proceeds would benefit uh, Oregon Junior Golf and help create pathways as well as scholarships. Um, and potentially long-term vision would be endow uh, a lot of the funds that come out of that. And that's something that uh, we wouldn't be able to do if we didn't have the reserves. So in the next 18 months, we're going to throw that out there. Hopefully you'll see a golf team license plate. We have two really good community partners that are helping us design it. Uh, more to come later. Um, but without their help, it's, we wouldn't be here where we are today. So that's really exciting, kind of a mobile billboard, if you will. Um, and then just looking and getting out to the community, uh, whether it's the team here, we have seasoned team from one ranging from 30 years to one ranging as recently as three weeks. And um, it, I would put our team against anybody across the nation. And we look forward to seeing you on the golf course and teeing it up. There you go. Well, hopefully we'll uh, see you out there soon, Rick Rangel, the uh, CEO for the OGA. All the information, all the latest, you can keep up to date. OGA.org is where you can go. Thank you so much. I'm so glad we finally uh, uh, got our schedules to connect and uh, catching up with you. And uh, I do, in fact, hope to see you out on the golf course sometime soon. Thanks so much, Rick. Absolutely. Thank you. There you go, Rick Rangel. Uh, the USGA is going to be at Riverside Golf and Country Club uh, on Monday the 14th for the U.S. Mid-Amateur and Women's Mid-Amateur Qualifiers. And then, of course, uh, the U.S. Women's Senior Open at Waverly uh, in a couple of weeks. And uh, hopefully you go out and see some of the, uh, the best senior women golfers, uh, some people that have some impressive resumes. We'll come back. We'll wrap up the season. Some thank yous to go out and uh, get you on your way for this weekend. It's Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. This is Golf in the Northwest on 1080 The Fan. Jason Swigart back here, 853, wrapping things up. A uh, all-will edition of Center and Saint coming up, Darkens and Ortner. It's Will Squared. Will Squared. I thought you'd have something semi-clever to uh, to dub that with the Will and Will show. That's semi-clever. Yeah. That's clever enough. Yes. Yeah. It's Semi clever enough. It's clever enough that you could build an advertising campaign around it and everybody around the office would go, "No, that's fine. Go ahead." Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Sure, All we'll right. make posters. All right.
Well, I'm sure there'll be uh, much on the uh, continued uh, demise of the Pac-12. What's going to happen? You have NFL preseason football going on. Huge weekend up at uh, T-Mobile Park for the uh, Mariners and the Orioles. We've got uh, baseball for you this afternoon coming up at 2.30 as well. But uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, this is the final edition of Golf in the Northwest for this season. Uh, I'm on vacation next week, and then it's uh, football after that. we got some Seahawks preseason football on August 26th, and then the Ducks take over. So it'll be uh, next spring before we are back with you. Uh, I do. There are a few people I want to thank, obviously, Will Darkins, Will Ortner, uh, producers all throughout the season here, getting up early on a Saturday morning. Uh, Dominic Marconi. Uh, over there, the uh, president of the Oregon chapter, the PGA of America, has been so, so helpful all season long, uh, helping uh, with guests and uh, all of the uh, PGA professionals that uh, have been kind enough to join us on the show throughout the season. Uh, everything is on the podcast, Golf in the Northwest at TennedyTheFan.com. Just click on the podcast link if there's anything you want to go back uh, and and review or uh, get some information on, find out more about, uh, please do so. And uh, we will continue to uh, try to get things bigger and better uh, for next season. Uh, some time to to get with everybody and some of the initiatives, uh, things that we were trying to hope to do to get kick-started, uh, maybe in the off-season now, a chance to uh, get some details and some things oriented. Please, uh, we encourage everybody to head out, uh, go to the Portland Classic if you're looking for something to do. Uh, the women that come, if that field uh, all holds together, hopefully nobody gets hurt. There's no travel issues or anything like that. Uh, it'll be a tremendous field. Uh, the course is in outstanding condition. It's always a lot of fun. They are the most accommodating of professional athletes that uh, you will come across in all ranges of sports. Um, and uh, they are tremendous golfers uh, in their own right. So it should be a great event. PortlandClassic.com. Tickets are on sale uh, as little as 5 bucks per day. Uh, there are some special uh, promotions going on with different sponsors uh, for some free tickets if you qualify. So uh, hopefully uh, we'll see you out there at some point. But that'll do it for us. Center Insane is up next. Uh should plan to get a lot of golf in in the next few months. The weather's going to be outstanding. Hopefully, I will see you out there at a course in the area. If you come out to Forest Hills, my course, uh, make sure you say hi. Uh, I always love meeting people out there, just uh, jumping on, uh, joining your group. So it's always a fantastic time. We'll talk to you next season. Until then, I'm Jason Swigard. Hit them straight. A hair, half half a ball, one ball short. Did they find my ball? Trying to make things a little less penal. Well, yep. they always call swag the reach around around here. Look, I'm I'm in the rough quite a bit. So, yeah, you Sergio are. Garcia, the Spanish rat, suck moisture out of the greens. Bogey, 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 bogey. Oh my gosh, it came up, Peter Jacobson. I'm a super senior. Ha <laughs> ha! You know how easy I am. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Fiches in Europe. Uh. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.